Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 680, air date July 29th, 2020. All right. You just wait for a few minutes. Well, I got a good audience here, don't we? Yeah. Well, lunch, lunchtime's a great time. Lunchtime's perfect. Tell people who's starting in a minute. Good afternoon. We'll be starting in a minute. Uh, in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, it's already there. This hand is the okay. Oh, it's already there. Let me start. Yes. I go like. Good afternoon. My name is Jennifer Bennett. Welcome to the Fauci Shiva debate. I will be the monitor for today. We are at the heart of biotech technology. We are at ground zero. Microsoft, Google, headquarters are over here, Facebook, Monsanto, Moderna, Amazon, Twitter's down the street, Pfizer, and all around us is MIT. We are at an important crossroads in history where there appears to be confusion on many issues, particularly related to health and well-being, most recently being highlighted with the onset of the coronavirus. It is becoming hard for us citizens to know what is truth and who to believe. Today we have two esteemed and well-known scientists, Dr. Fauci on my right and Dr. Shiva on my left each of whom have very different positions on matters related to the coronavirus and what the path should be forward. Today we have a stand-in for Dr. Fauci, as he was away on a photo shoot in Hollywood. However, we have a very qualified stand-in who was implanted with a brain chip with the 5G transmitters and will speak verbatim of Dr. Fauci's words. But he's the same height, same age and of an Italian origin. So Dr. Anthony Fauci is an American physician and immunologist, and he earned his undergraduate at the College of Holy Cross and then received his medical degree from Cornell University. He is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease at the U.S. National Institutes of Health, focused on infectious and immune medicated diseases. He has been in Washington for over 40 years, since 1981, a key advisor to six presidents since Ronald Reagan on global AIDS issues and initiatives public health against emerging infectious disease threats, including Ebola, Zika, and most recently, the coronavirus disease, 2019. He was one of the principal architects of the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief, Dr. Fauci is a member of the U.S. National Academy of Sciences, Sciences and the U.S. National Academy of Medicine. He is the recipient of numerous prestigious awards for his scientific and global health accomplishments, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He has published and cited in major peer-reviewed journals. Dr. Fauci. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Shiva Ayagari is a system scientist. An engineer. He started his career at MIT in 1981, where he earned four degrees from MIT. Right over there, including his PhD from the MIT Department of Biological Engineering. Before coming to MIT, starting in 1978, at the age of 14, his scientific career began when he appointed a research fellow at Rutgers Medical School, where he created the first email system and began research on the dynamics of childhood diseases 
SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. Since that time, his love of medicine led him to the field of integrating biology and engineering systems, resulting in his development of CITUS Health, Systems Health, and the International Center, Center for Integrative Systems. He is one of the world's leading experts on the immune system and precision and personalized medicine. He is a Fulbright Scholar and has received many prestigious scientific awards and was invented to, oh, sorry, invited to deliver the MIT Presidential Lecture. He has been published and cited in major journals such as Nature Cell. Currently, he serves as the Chief Scientist at Cytosol and is running for U.S. Senate. Most recently, Dr. Shiva was invited by the National Science Foundation to deliver a lecture on the modern theory of the immune system. Both Dr. Fauci and Dr. Shiva came to medicine from different backgrounds. Dr. Fauci comes from conventional training as a medical doctor. Dr. Shiva comes from an engineering systems training as a PhD in biological engineering, a new field that aims to advance biology using a systems approach. The purpose of this debate between Dr. Fauci and Dr. Shiva is for all of us to get their differing viewpoints so that we can clarify on the following five most relevant and important topics related to coronavirus. Vaccines, masks, hydrochloroquine, economic lockdown, and school closing. The format of the debate will be the following. For each of the five topics, <clears throat> Dr. Fauci and Dr. Shiva will have some time to present their position. I will then have the opportunity to follow, follow up with a topic so they can respond to the rebuttal. We expect this to be about 45 minutes to 60 minutes with no break. Dr. Fauci and Dr. Shiva, do you both agree to this format? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay, yeah. Awesome. Let's begin with our first topic, vaccines. Dr. Fauci has been a big proponent of vaccines as being the savior for coronavirus. In fact, I believe you facilitated the funding of Moderna right here in front of us in Kendall Square. On the other hand, Dr. Fauci believes in boosting the immune system. Dr. Shiba believes in boosting the immune system. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't want to boost it. We in the public find this difference very interesting. So Dr. Fauci, why are you a big proponent of vaccines? Well, vaccines are among the very short list of beneficial health interventions in history. If you look at everything from the number of lives that have been saved over the decades and decades since we began vaccinating people, vaccines are highly effective and very safe. When you look at the risk-benefit ratio of the disease versus the very, very, very small risk of any adverse event that you would have with a vaccine. Relative to the coronavirus vaccine, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic that with the multiple candidates that we have with different platforms, we're going to have a vaccine that shows a degree of efficacy that would make it deployable. The reason I think so is that one makes a pretty good immune response against the coronavirus. Even though the deaths are profound for this outbreak, over 130,000 so far, the majority of people make an immune response which clears the virus. If the body is capable of making an immune response to clear the virus and natural infection, that's a pretty good proof of concept to say that you're going to make an immune response to a vaccine. However, there's never a guarantee, ever, that you're going to get an effective vaccine. I'm concerned a little bit about the durability of response that I'm about, whether you're going to get a protective response. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Shiva, I would like to know why you are a big promoter of immune boosting and not vaccines. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, for that uh, detailed answer. Well, uh, Dr. Fauci's information, unfortunately, and I don't, you know, is, is old, and I don't, I'm not referring to his age. Um, the information that he's basing the 
global use of vaccines for everyone basically dates back to a science which goes back to 1915. He won't admit that, but that's what it's about. It goes back to 1915 when we had a very simplistic model of the immune system composed of two boxes, the innate immune system, which is all the stuff that's in your ears, your eyes, you know, your skin, all the stuff that viruses first interact which is called the innate immune system. And then another box called the adaptive immune system, which is the part of the immune system, which is of the first part of the immune system is like the Marines that shoot everywhere. The adaptive immune system is like that basically take out the single person with what's called an antibody or the single pathogen. And the idea of vaccines is that we're going to hit you with something into your, inject you with something, and it's going to create antibodies subverting your innate immune system. So that's Mr. Fauci's basis for, or for that matter, the basis of all vaccine development. However, you know, when I went back to MIT in 2003 and graduated in 2007, science has advanced. And today we know that the immune system is far more complicated. In fact, there's many other subsystems, the gut microbiome. All of us have about 60 trillion bacteria in our gut. We have about 380 trillion viruses. We're all walking germs. And he won't tell you that. And we also only about six trillion cells. So what we learned about the immune system and the whole body since 2007 is that one size does not fit all. It's called systems biology. And you can talk to any professor right down the street. Unfortunately, they don't admit it, but that's what I learned. And so one size fits all medicine is what he's proposing, which means everyone gets a vaccine. And, and, and so, yeah, so his, his model is based on a model that one size fits all. The truth is that one size does not fit all. If you look at everyone out here, there's about a couple hundred people here. Everyone needs different things. And his model means that all of us should listen to the government and we should all get vaccinated, first vaccinated. And based on that um, is where this trajectory of vaccinations is about. So I'm not pro-vax or anti-vax, to be clear. What I'm saying is that we need to move into what's called personalized and precision medicine, which means the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Now, hopefully, I hope we'll get into his background and we'll find out all the people that have that he that's, that control him, from Bill Gates to Moderna and all these people, and they want to basically force vaccinate all of us. What is the alternative? As you asked, I believe in immune boosting. We got to boost the immune system. In Massachusetts, 98.2% of the people who died of coronavirus had pre-existing conditions. Okay, obesity, some type of pre-existing condition. The average age of someone who died in Massachusetts was 82.5. The life expectancy in Massachusetts is 80. Okay? So in my view, we gotta, if we wanna, if, I don't think he cares about boosting the immune system. What he wants to do is to be the front man for vaccinations. And if we wanna talk about public health, let's talk about boosting the immune system. Clean water, clean air, clean food, sunshine, hanging out with friends, you boost your immune system. This mass nonsense, I hope we get into it, does nothing to protect you. And fundamentally, we gotta get vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, and he's never spoken about that. So, but we gotta boost the immune system, not global force vaccinations. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. So, Dr. Fauci, how will you be able to roll out a vaccine by this winter? When and when and why did you fund Moderna? Uh, what's going on right is very unique in vaccine development. We are the, and the companies and the federal government predominantly are doing this at risk. We're going to start manufacturing doses of the vaccines way before we even know that the vaccine works. We may know whether it's affected by November or December. By that time, we hopefully will have close to 100 million doses. And by the beginning of 2021, we hope to have a couple of hundred million doses. So it isn't as if we're going to have to wait a year to get up to millions and millions and millions of doses. That's going to be done as we are testing the vaccine. 
that's what at risk means. I'm not particularly concerned about the safety risk of a potential coronavirus vaccine by Moderna, despite the fact it uses new technology to fight the virus. It's a novel technology, and we are certainly aware of the fact that there is not as much experience with this type of platform as there are with other standards. This is the fastest we have ever gone from identification of a new virus and doing the sequence, getting the vaccine, and going into phase three trial for efficacy. Concerning Moderna, my organization, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, was involved in the collaboration with Moderna and other, including the NIH and the CEPI, Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, to fund the development of the vaccine before January 23, 2020, this collaboration was made. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> So, Dr. Shiva, what is your solution, if not vaccines for all? So, if you go back, uh, just to reiterate, uh, Mr. Dr. Fauci's entire basis of um, his collaboration with Moderna. By the way, the founders of Moderna were one of my advisors at MIT when I was an uh, undergraduate, Bob Langer. Great scientist, but I think uh, money has gotten his way also. One of the things Mr. Fauci said was he talked about that Moderna was funded by the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, CEPI. Just to be clear, which he did not disclose, was CEPI is funded by the Gates Foundation, which also owns Microsoft right here. But so, so to answer the question um, on the vaccines fail, I, I, if you really look at against science, modern science, it keeps telling us that one size does not fit all. One size does not fit all, which means each one of our bodies is unique, mandating that everyone get the coronavirus vaccine, mandating that young kids should all get 30 different vaccines in 75 doses, which is, by the way, what he and Redfield at CDC force people to do, doesn't make any sense. It violates science. So the real solution here is we need to recognize that it's not pro-vax or anti-vax. We need to really talk about the fact that one size does not fit all, and we need to find the right solution for the right person. And again, it comes back to boosting the system. The unfortunate situation now is he talked about Moderna going, they're leapfrogging, they're pushing this vaccine through very rapidly. I don't know if you heard what he said. He said he doesn't care that this is one of the most unique times in history where they're moving through really fast. And just to your point, you said there's all these pharmaceutical companies here. To be very clear, if people are not aware of this, most pharmaceutical companies are going out of business. I don't know if you guys know this. These pharmaceutical companies are actually going out of business. Why? Because it takes them 13 to 15 years to create one drug, which is, by the way, a synthetic molecule. First of all, they test it in a test tube. That's why all these labs are here. Then they kill a bunch of animals, which even the FDA is saying is probably not needed. And then they do three phases of testing. Phase one, small groups of humans. Phase two, larger groups of humans. And phase three, lots of humans. And he just said that they're not even going to do phase one or two. They're going to leapfrog the vaccine to phase three, which is all of us. So pharmaceutical companies, it takes them 13 years to create a drug, a lot of regulations, and all of us here can sue them if they hurt us. However, vaccines, you cannot sue the vaccine manufacturer. Do you guys know that? You cannot sue the vaccine manufacturer. Why? Thank you to the Kennedys. Ted Kennedy wrote in a law, sponsored a bill in 1986, which helped people like Fauci and his partners. So if your child or you get hurt from the vaccine or you die, maximum liability is $250,000. You can't sue them in court. You have to go to a thing called a vaccine court, created by Ted Kennedy to mandate a very flawed model of vaccine started by his other brother, John Kennedy, called the National Vaccination Act of 1962. So John Kennedy passed the National Vaccination Act, which means, which created the CDC where all of us could get vaccinated by guidelines 
and then people were getting injured, Mr. Fa Dr. Fauci, and they were getting injured. You didn't say that, okay? The risk was sufficient. And after they were getting injured, instead of Ted Kennedy getting rid of his brother's act, created a band-aid. And then we also have his very foolish brother, Robert Kennedy, who lies to a lot of women and people saying he's fighting vaccines when he's actually totally pro-vaccines and he wants to make them, quote-unquote, safe. So my, my issue is we've got to, again, boost the immune system, and we, it's not one-size-fits-all medicine. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Sheehan. We have about 6,000 people watching us live, and there is some sound uh, challenges. So is, is it, the sound still muffled? Can, what you do is, can you move this? One second, we're going to do a quick sound. Can you move this in the front? One second, everyone. By the way, let me do a quick sound check. Can you guys hear us when I say this? Test one, two, three. Test one, two, three. How's this? Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Does this work? Okay. Yes. Okay. Now say something through your microphone, Jen. Test. No, no. It's just no. One second. We have uh, two sound systems here, everyone. So please be patient. We have a sound system for everyone physically here and a sound system here. Is the sound better now? Nope. Okay. I'm going to switch to a different microphone. One second. One second. One second. I'm going to switch to a different microphone, which is going to be the uh... Okay, how's the sound now, everyone? Testing on the sound, is this better? Test, 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 is this better? Testing one, two, three. Testing sound better? Okay, good. So we're using the sound right from here. We're not using the sound anymore. So I'm going to turn this off. Is, can you guys still hear? Testing. One, two, three. Test, test, test. Is that better? Sounds, yep. Sounds much better. You do your test, Jen? Testing. One, two, three. Testing. One, two, three. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. We're back. So when you speak, just face this way, okay? Or you can give them the thing. Okay, go ahead. We don't need this. this is awesome. Thank you, Dr. Shiva, for sharing why uh, you don't believe vaccines is a solution for all. So, Dr. Fauci, I would like to know, what is your position on wearing masks? Masks are not 100% protective. We should all be wearing masks outside Wear masks all the time when you are outside. However, they certainly are better than not wearing a mask, both to prevent you if you happen to be a person who may feel well, but has an asymptomatic infection that you don't even know about, to prevent you from infecting someone else. But also, it can protect you to a certain degree, not 100% in protecting you from getting infected from someone who either is breathing or coughing or sneezing or singing or whatever it is in which the droplets or aerosols go out. So masks work. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Shiva, what is your position on wearing masks? Well, if you actually look at the science, what the science shows is that the cloth masks, 97% of the particles go right through them. It's like a mosquito going through a chicken, uh, wire fence. Okay, that's what the science shows. If you start wearing the medical masks, that's about 45%. Then you get to the N95 masks, which are for healthcare workers, which you know snugly fit around your face. Well, those help you. But the, the studies that have been done show that if you wear them over two hours, you're going to start getting severe headaches, particularly for those people who get headaches. Getting back to the cloth and the medical masks, you have a 13 times increase of getting influenza type systems because you're essentially ch changing what's called the CO2 gas exchange. And this is all basically fundamental science. And there's a fourth part to masks, which means the fourth and fifth part. You know, the face 
has some of the most important receptors, thermal receptors. All animals have amazing thermal receptors on the face, invertebrates and vertebrates. And we don't even know the extent to how powerful these receptors are to the, to the brain connection in terms of modulating all other types of functions. And the fifth part of this is this whole piece of creating a world of people of masks and no masks. It's almost a segregated world. And also there's an absurdity here because you go to a restaurant now, walking up to the restaurant, you're supposed to wear a mask according to him. But when you get into the restaurant, I can be next to my wife or girlfriend or wherever it is, two inches away. And there are people, so none of it makes sense. You get what I'm talking about? If you go to a restaurant, everyone's nearby. But going to the restaurant, you have to wear a mask. So again, the issue comes down to do we really care about increasing people's public health or is it about controlling people? Is it about, now what I notice, interesting enough, if you are a plumber, electrician, an engineer, people with common sense, if I go to Central Mass, if I go over to Revere Beach, everyday people are not wearing masks. The people I see wearing masks are what I call the educated vulnerable idiots. Okay, these people think they know more but actually they do not understand science and it's more about control, control, control. And that's what I'm concerned about because if we truly cared about public health, we should talk about clean air, clean water, and clean food and boosting the immune system. Massachusetts has the worst infrastructure in, in the United States, the third worst. We got an F minus minus in infrastructure. Charlie Baker ain't concerned about that, but he is concerned about everyone wearing masks. Massachusetts got 130 points out of 350. If you look at the history of public health, it is when you change infrastructure, sanitation, clean air, clean water, nutrition. That's how you boost people's immune systems. Not everyone across the board wearing masks. However, if you are sick, if you are unhealthy, you should quarantine yourself. And obviously doctors, you know, if they're opening up a wound, you wear masks. But this broad thing, everyone should wear masks, and you're better if you wear masks, and you're not. It is totally about control. It's about an attack on freedom, and has nothing to do with health. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. So, Dr. Fauci, why weren't you told to wear masks in the beginning? Well... The reason for that is that we were concerned for, for the public health of the community. And many people were saying this. We're concerned that it was at a time when personal protective equipment, including N95 masks and the surgical masks, were in very short supply. And we wanted to make sure that the people, namely the healthcare workers, had them to take care of the people who, you know, were infected with the coronavirus and the danger of them getting infected. Okay. Dr. Shiva, what should everyone do if they're not going to wear a mask outside? Uh, well, first of all, I just wanted to make one point. Uh, he was referring, you know, first he was for masks and then again masks and for masks. He, he flip-flops a lot. If you actually listen to what he's saying, uh, the N95 masks he was talking about are actually for healthcare workers. As I mentioned, if you wear those, and I have friends of mine who are healthcare workers who've had to go on FMLA leave because after two hours of wearing them, they get severe migraine headaches. In fact, no one wears those N95 masks forever. Now, as I mentioned in my previous question, I'll be brief because I think I've mentioned it. If you want to take care of your public health, if the government truly cares about health, which I believe they do not, they would be advising people, A, hang out with friends. Why? The number one reason people live long and that people have great immune systems is social relationships. I don't know if you guys know this. The number one reason. Because, and this has been done in, the, in a 1988 landmark study in the New England Journal of Medicine. They took people who are socially isolated. They had worse symptoms than obesity, worse than smoking, uh, and worse 
than high blood pressure from social isolation. I have many friends of mine because of this fraud that's been pulled off of scaring us. I'm not saying there's not the coronavirus, but the fear mongering, people who had no symptoms of depression are now on Prozac. And those medications depress your immune system and make more money for, for we know who, Eli Lilly, et cetera. But more importantly, we do know that when you hang around with friends and you converse, you boost your immune system. In a 2015 study done uh, by Stephen Cole at the genetic level with humans and monkeys, when people hung out together, you saw or did, were socially distanced and socially isolated, guess what happened? Their immune inflammation went up. And guess what? The antimicrobial activity of their bodies went down. Your body is itself an amazing pharmaceutical system. It produces, frankly, a lot of amazing things that you need. It produces antimicrobials. So when you socially isolate people, you basically destroy their immune system. When you tell people you wear masks and those people who don't wear masks are bad people, you create more social isolation. Now, we do have a set of portion of the U.S. public which is immunocompromised, a very small piece, because of poor eating, you know, clean, dirty air, dirty water, dirty food. Yes, they should be protected. Yes, they should isolate themselves. Yes, they should take care of themselves, as I wrote to the letter of the president, which I can talk about later. But telling everyone to wear masks without educating them on boosting the immune system is criminal. So my view is we should start educating people on boosting the immune system. Well, what's unfortunate is my alma mater at MIT has gotten all involved in drugs and vaccines. And you see a lot of unhealthy MIT students. Look at them. They're not that healthy looking. I'm sorry. And they think you're smart if you look like a nerd and you're bent over and you walk horribly and you can't do anything. I'm sorry. That's what we've created, a culture of people who are unhealthy, advising us what's healthy for us. But the bottom line is, Forcing everyone to wear masks is criminal. It's against immune health. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. So on to question three. Dr. Fauci, what is your position on hydroxychloroquine? The scientific data is really quite evident now about the lack of efficacy for it. There are also adverse events with regards to cardiovascular issues. The drug is not effective in treating the virus based on scientific data. Okay, thank you. Dr. Shiva, what is your position? Well, uh, I agree with Dr. Fauci. There have been some cardiovascular issues. However, most of the people who take HCQ if they have those issues, are typically under a cardiologist, uh, you know, oversight. And if they have the fibrillation issues, they're told, you know, what to take and you know how much to take. So I don't think that's really a big issue. The more important issue is that uh, hydroxychloroquine. There's been a preponderance of evidence when it's added with zinc. So what happens is the data he's talking about. Typically, they don't use zinc because you need to have the zinc with the HCQ, which is what most people take as a protocol, which actually stops, it. HCQ is quite interesting. H, so, you know, I'm a molecular systems biologist, so we have actually studied it at a very detailed molecular level. There are four aspects of what happens when you get infected by a virus. First of all, think about you got your cell, the virus lands on your cell, okay? And it tries to first enter your cell. The way it enters your cell, it, you may have seen these pictures, the coronavirus has those little spikes on it. Well, those spikes intersect with a receptor on the cell. In this case, the receptor is called the ACE2 receptor. It's like putting a key into a lock. And if it can turn that lock, it can get in. That process is called glycosylation. So first thing hydroxychloroquine does is it actually stops the glycosylation process so the virus can't get in, which is quite amazing. If the virus gets in, which is step two, the virus starts trying to replicate itself by hijacking your Xerox machine to replicate itself, which is called the ribosomal system, ribosomal machinery. 
hydroxychloroquine with zinc cuts off that replication process. And then there are two other steps that the virus does, which it reassembles itself and it transports itself out. But hydroxychloroquine has been proven very uh, successful when it's combined with zinc. And the molecular systems model I just shared with you, I, I, I just feel Mr. Fauci needs to go back to maybe uh, study some stuff. He's not, he's not up to date. You know, I, I, I share his, his situation where he's got a lot of work to do, but he's behind, he's about 100 years behind. That's the unfortunate situation. But that is what the science shows. So uh, that's what the science shows. So HCQ is effective with zinc. You know, I would personally, you know, again, tell people that you should boost the immune system, take the vitamin D, take the vitamin A, take the vitamin C, the zinc, and the iodine. Um, but if HCQ is your, is your thing, do it. You know, it can help you. Yes, minimal cardiovascular issues. And again, get a cardiologist to track your fibrillation issues. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. So, Dr. Fauci, what do you think about your fellow doctor saying HCQ works? I have not spoken along with the FDA. The overwhelming prevailing clinical trials that have been done on the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine on coronavirus revealed that it is not effective in treating coronavirus. Dr. Shiva, why do you think, what do you think about the doctors in HCQ? Well, first of all, uh, I applaud these doctors who came out a few days ago and went public. Um, I think, yeah, I think we should give them a big hand of applause. It's, What's unfortunately happened with the medical institution is that the doctors themselves have golden handcuffs and they've been taught to throw away courage and to basically lose any sense of their own integrity that they had most doctors because again of money. 99% of doctors are egomaniacs. They think they're, they know everything. In fact, they probably get maybe, you know, a, a five week course in immunology. Okay. But the doctors that we saw over the uh, few days ago, these people are frontline doctors. And whatever they learned in their medical school was not jiving with what they were seeing on the ground. And so I applaud what they did in coming out. But I believe that's a, the beginning. It's a small, small tip of a massive iceberg of a very evil medical establishment, which is all about keeping, it's about crisis care medicine. The modern medical system came out of wartime medicine. It was not about prevention. It was about after you got really screwed over, then to give you something. So it waits for you to get really, really unhealthy. And then it figures out something. So the entire mode of modern Western medicine uh, is good. You know, it's great. You know, God forbid someone got involved in a car accident or some major crisis. You would definitely want to go to, you know, these kinds of people. But day-to-day -day living, living healthy. You know, I would look to other alternative forms of medicine. Now, many of you know I've been trained in both systems, but I applaud these doctors for coming out, and I hope the entire medical establishment eventually is put under scrutiny, and um, more doctors come out, and I think doctors in general need to get over their egos. They don't know a lot. They only know a little. They know what... They know basically if this, do this, if this, do this. And by the way, what's unfortunate is many of those doctors are kept like prisoners. If they are violate their path, they're thrown out of the institution, their licenses are removed. So you really have to question, why do you even want to be a doctor? Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. So we're going on to the fourth question now, which is on the lockdown. Dr. Fauci, what do you think is right? Why do you think it was right to lock down the entire economy? If you look at the data, now that papers have come out, the fact that we shut down when we did and the rest of the world did has saved hundreds of millions of infections and millions of lives. There are those who say, you shut down, you did destructive things by disrupting the economy. And others say, 
Well, if you save so many infections by shutting down, why did you shut down two weeks earlier? You could have saved many more lives. One of the problems we face in the United States is that there is a combination of an anti-science bias. People don't believe science and they don't believe authority. Okay, and Dr. Shiva, why do you think it was right? Do you think it was right to lock down the entire economy? Um, if you go back to the uh, first principle I shared at the beginning of this thing about personalized medicine, one size does not fit all. On March 3rd of 2019, I did a tweet which went viral all over the world. I think by a billion people it went viral too. And that tweet said, um, something to the effect, you know, as an MIT PhD trained in biological engineering and one of the who studies the immune system every day, I believe this coronavirus fear mongering was designed to impose mandated medicines, right? Suppress dissent and essentially do a one size fit all medicine. So what's happened and, and then some, and, and basically locked down the entire economy. And everything I said appeared after that. And the reason I was able to share that was because of my training. Now, after I put out that tweet, I've shared this now, I got a call from one of the leading economists in the world who works very closely with the White House, and he called me discreetly. And he said, look, Shiva, I'm very concerned at what is going on. The president is letting health policy lead economic policy. And I said, do you know Fauci is a fraud? I said, his... His entire basis is based on a hundred-year-old version of science. And I said, um, you know, it's unfortunate no one is refuting him. And he, and he advised me, he goes, Shiva, we as economists, this is in March, are so concerned. We believe this is going to create a grand depression. We don't know what to do with it. The president is asking us to make up economic policy to fill in the health policy that Mr. Fauci is leading. So if you remember, starting in mid-March is when I started doing a lot of videos to start educating people about the immune system, et cetera. On March 23rd, I wrote a letter to the president detailing out, before he locks down the entire economy, a very different approach. And that approach was a four-part process. All the people who are obviously immunocompromised, severely ill, they should stay home. Everyone agree with that, right? This is grandma's advice, right? If you're sick, you stay at home. Keep them isolated. And for those people I advise, boost them with 400,000 IUs of vitamin D, two days, vitamin A, vitamin, uh, and I gave a protocol. It was You can find it online. And then I said, the people who are critically ill in those ICUs about to die, please, for God's sake, put them on IV vitamin C. IV vitamin C. Fauci never told anyone to do that. We, we killed a lot of people. And in fact, if you read in Seattle, there was an emergency room doctor who was working. I'm sure he heard his immune system. They put him on a ventilator. They said, you only have two days to live. Now, maybe because he was a doctor, they said, oh, let's try a novel therapy. They gave him some immunosuppressive drug plus that IV vitamin C. And in 24 hours, he recovered. Okay, so IV vitamin C, it works. Thou thousands of papers written on it, but he never told people to do that. And then I said to those people, for all of us, we should all be working. Take around 5,000 doses of vitamin D because in the winter we don't get enough. And if you're a person of color like me or anyone out there, we need more. That's why more African-Americans were dying. Because... We came from a world where we were out in the sun. So they need more vitamin D. And when I put that out, Twitter, YouTube took down my videos. But when Joe Rogan said it, it was fine, okay? And finally, three days ago, the CDC has literally repeated all my entire protocol, which is vitamin D, vitamin C, iodine, zinc, and vitamin A. But he never said that. We didn't have to lose 39 million jobs. We didn't have to shut down this entire economy. And by the way, the people who profited were 600 billionaires who increased their net worth in two months 
by $1.3 trillion. Most of the people around here, Facebook, Twitter, Google, Amazon. Meanwhile, 39 million Americans lost jobs because we allowed fake science to lead, not real science. We didn't have to do this lockdown. This will go down in history as one of the biggest fear-mongering hoaxes. And it's brought to you by Bill Gates. It's brought to you by the Clintons and the Kennedys. I'm sorry, the Kennedys are part of the not so obvious establishment as part of this. So we need to understand we live in a world now. Trump talked about fake news. I'm telling you there's something deeper than fake news. It's fake science. And it starts right over there. And it starts right there because you it's pay to play, guys. You pay to play, overnight CO2 is a pollutant. Overnight vaccines are the cure. Overnight, no one talks about vitamin D. But I've been hammering away, and because the CDC was embarrassed, they said, oh yeah, maybe vitamin D, vitamin C can help the immune system. This lockdown was bullshit. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. Dr. Fauci, I'd like to know what you think of immunity passports. An immunity passport, I think, uh, would be an appropriate thing, possibly, if, you, if we knew how long the duration of the antibody protection was, and whether or not a certain type of does or does not protect. If someone is infected and they are antibody positive, there's not a lot of data to say how well protected they are against the infection. Given the fact that coronaviruses in general have a durability of infection that is not measured in multiples of years, I think there's a lot of questions about the utility of immunity passports. I'm not ruling it out. There's a possibility that we'll be using them, but it's not a perfect solution. Okay, and Dr. Shiva, what do you think of immunity passports? Yes, as I tweeted out on March 3rd, I, I alluded to this. So the immunity passport is basically a wonderful way for pharmaceutical vaccine manufacturers to make sure that 7.2 billion people are a captive audience to their products. That means all of us will have to get vaccinated. And again, I'm not pro or anti-vax. I believe it should be a choice you should make between you your healthcare provider and what's right for you, okay? That's what science shows, okay? But the immunity passports is what this is fundamentally all about, which is basically making sure you will not allow it to be go out of your state. Charlie Baker's already getting ready to do that. Quarantine, into a restaurant, whatever you wanna do, travel as we freely did without ultimately having a set of vaccines. Now, if you look at what Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci just said, he was quite nebulous about all of this. You notice that? Well, I don't think we need this. Maybe we do. So IBM, I believe, is located over there. IBM used to have a model of selling. This is a very powerful selling technique. Bill Gates knows it. All the pharmaceutical companies know it. It's called FUD, F-U-D. You ever heard of this? It means fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That was the IBM selling model. So an IBM salesperson would go to Big Blue and say, hey, look, are you going to buy from IBM or are you going to buy from the small guys? You know, when you call me, I'll always be there. You know, they created fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So everything he said is about creating fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Well, we don't know if you'll have it. We don't know how long the antibody will last. Everything is so nebulous that everyone's scared. Oh, my God, I should get vaccinated. Oh, my God, I don't want them next to me. That's what this is all about fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And when you create that and you layer it with fake science, you have a powerful weapon to manipulate masses of people. And that's what he's about. That's why they want an immunity passport. But ultimately, you I, I see someone you're pointing money, money. It's all about money. Forget the conspiracy for a second. Why? How many people are salespeople here? Anyone sell? Anyone run a small business? You are? Yeah. Selling is hard. You got to call a person, you got to convince them, you got to follow up, right? You know that. I run a small, couple of small businesses. Well, suppose you don't have to sell. Suppose everyone's got to buy your product or you can't travel. That's a 7.2 billion people 
let's say all, all people have to buy some vaccine, thousand bucks in a, in, a, in a year, you're looking at a $7.2 trillion industry. That is what this is about because pharmaceutical companies are not making money by their traditional pharmaceutical drugs. They need vaccines. Vaccines is their way out. And he is a front man for them. Bill Gates will profit from this. So will the Clintons and so will the Kennedys, okay? Because they want, quote unquote, safe vaccines. So that's what this is about. This is not about helping public health. The immunity passports, in my view, enforce vaccinations. You might as well take the Constitution and burn it to the ground if we all agree to that. Thank you, Dr. Chiba. So we're on to our final question, which I think is an important question on your views of school closing. So what do you think about school closing and uh, what should we do about this fall? Well, it's a bit of a complicated answer because the United States is a large country. When you're talking about getting back to a degree of normality and school opening and things like that, it's always related to the level of activity of the virus. There are varying degrees of infections activity depending upon the region. In general, things tend to be going in the right direction. There are some areas that do better than others, and others that are doing worse. It's in the way that we and the efficiency and effectiveness in which we put the manpower, the system, the test to identify, isolate, and contact that will determine how successful we are in preventing that way. All the current evidence shows that we will continue to have undetected broad community spread of COVID-19 and will continue to do so for many months to come. We should at least make an attempt to open the school if this isn't spreading widely. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Shiva. What is your view of school closings? Well, if you look at the actual data on the number of young children who've gotten this, it's near zero, okay? It's near zero. If you go back to the statistics, you take Massachusetts here, the average person who died of coronavirus, I just want to repeat this, was 82.5. 98.2% of the people who died of coronavirus had pre-existing conditions. And by the way, the life expectancy in Massachusetts is 80. So it seems like you're probably better off getting the coronavirus, live a little longer. But uh, um, the point is young kids are not affected by this. They have strong immune systems. As you age, as you get older, a couple of things happen. Your thyroid weakens. And when your thyroid weakens, your body is not able to convert carotenoids, you know, all from all the green leafy vegetables, into vitamin A, which literally protects the cells from you know viruses coming in. This is against science. So, well, one thing people can do as they age is to, that's why it's important to get enough iodine. For example, the potassium iodine, iodine, which I wrote in the protocol to the president. But young kids have strong immune systems. And as nature shows, unless they have immunosuppressive pre-existing conditions, when we interact with others, your immune systems get stronger. And let me just say this entire school closings nonsense is based on a very, very flawed and propaganda of what it means to be human. Let me explain what I mean by this. They use the words community immunity. He used the word spread. They use all these very nebulous terms. But if you look at being human, what is it to be human? We're all supposed to interact I'm supposed to share my germs. We're supposed to be a clan, a co you know, work together. Now, the model that this whole thing is about is to make us all so hyper-individualized. Stay away from me. I have to protect me. My mask. Stay six feet away. It's, and, they, and they use the word community. You see how clever he is? They've created a propaganda which says, oh, we're protecting the community. No. It's about completely making people hyper-individualized. So today, one billion people, uh, 10 years ago, one billion people did air travel. Today, four billion people do air travel. In 10 years, nine billion people are supposed to travel. We're gonna be spreading infections. 
So what does that mean? We're all supposed to live in a little bubble? Think about what this leads to. Immunity passports, people living in bubbles, people becoming machines, not humans. That's what this is about. These people want to have a beautiful world for themselves. His funders, like Bill Gates, they'll own thousands of acres of, of Africa. They'll be frolicking there in their nice you know, horses, etc. All of us will be in little bubbles, and, and others who don't comply will be taken out. That's what this is about. So when you talk about school closings, it's absurd. Kids are supposed to play, interact, have fun, boost their immune systems, right? That's how we get healthy. I mean, I played in all sorts of dirt growing up, okay? I ate dirt, okay? Now, what they want to do is get more and more kids immunocompromised, more and more people immunocompromised, more on lots of vaccines. So you create a pool of immunocompromised people, which you can use to justify closings, masks, etc. So I'm absolutely against school closings. And in Massachusetts, if Charlie Baker cared about anything, he would first fix the infrastructure of this state, broken roads, broken bridges, broken water systems. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to probably run for president, talk about how great he is. Again, no to school closings. Absolutely not. Open up the schools right away. Thank you, Dr. Chia, Dr. Fauci. So in closing, I want to thank Dr. Fauci and Dr. Shiva for participating in this debate. We are pleased to have Mr. Claudio, who is a former U.S. Green Grenade Army medic and who is kind enough to stand in for Dr. Fauci. In addition to be clear, every word that was shared by Dr. Fauci in this debate were actual statements and verbatim quotes of what he has said before. None of his positions have been altered in any manner. Now I'm going to let Mr. Claudio and Fauci and Dr. Shiva uh, share a few words. Well, praise the Lord. That's what I want to say. Thank you, God, for giving me this chance to take a beating. <laughs> without rebutting but thank you all for being here and uh, for being a blessing uh, to so many um, if we don't stand up we are lost uh, and, and evil will will, will 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 be increased if only we keep our mouth shut so I thank you Dr. Shiva thank, thank you. you thank you all of you Yeah, I want to thank Claudio. I, I don't know if you heard, Claudio was a 25, 27-year veteran in the U.S. Army, Green Beret, so I thank him for his service. So people talk about Fauci's service. Well, I think he's risked his life for this country. Uh, and a medic. So you're looking at a medic who probably saw all sorts of people getting wounded and shot and everything. And when he says no masks, which he and I did a video, which by the way, YouTube pulled down, you know something's wrong. But I, I also invited the real Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci here. I was willing to pay for his airline tickets. I, in fact, tweeted at the president to give him a day off. Um, and I also asked, tell him I put him up in a five-star hotel. But the reality is, if you really unravel this, Fauci is Hollywood. That's who he is. He loves to be in front of the camera. He's so happy that George Clooney and Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt love him. And look, I was out in Hollywood, and I can tell you there's a lot of unfortunately people who are, want to be celebrities, different from actors. There's a few great actors out there. But most of them have golden handcuffs, and Hollywood supports Fauci. Science, I believe, will support the positions I've shared today. So I want to thank everyone coming out here. Many of you know I we did this. Um, we didn't know how it was going to turn out, but we got a lot of great people out here. I am running for United States Senate, as many of you know, on a platform of truth, freedom, and health. I never thought I'd be running for Senate. Uh, the three guys I'm running against are all lawyers, and the media never gets us play, never puts us out there, and afterthought they will come to us. But... 
We are doing a very different campaign by doing events like these. We're charting our own destiny. And the kind of people that are coming to this campaign are working people. It's not like Bernie Sanders type people who want to do whatever. The people all around here are working people. People who actually have jobs or mothers who have to do real stuff and they take time off their day to support this campaign. September 1st, September 1st is the primary. And they do not expect me to win the Republican primary. By the way, I do not give a damn about the GOP establishment or the Democratic Party establishment. I have to run on one party because they kept me off the debate stage last year. So let's, you know, screw these parties, left and right, black and white. It's time working people unite and stand up for truth, freedom, and health. So you've got to get out there and vote September 1 because if we win that Republican primary, it's like a nuke went off in Kendall Square. That's good. I'm going to tell you, they don't expect us to win. So we got to vote September 1st. If you're Republican, get the Republican ballot. If you're independent or non-party, get that Republican ballot and vote. You don't have to support the Republican Party. If you're a Democrat, sign up as an independent and go back to being a Democrat. I don't care about these parties. What I care about is truth. What I care about is health. And what I care about is freedom. That's why my parents left India. You know, I've experienced racism across two continents in the Indian caste system, but not among white working class people. I've experienced more racism right here among liberal elites. Okay, black and white. So this is about us winning back America's freedom because it's being totally manipulated by fake science. Thank you. Please make one announcement. By the way, by the way, everyone, we have a sign-up sheet. Please sign up. We have cards here. If you want to support the campaign, we have lawn signs. Pick them up.